What's good, dogs? So, I know it's been a minute since you got an episode, but I'm here with my friend Aaliyah, and we're talking about, um, what were we talking about? Support. Support, yes. But, y'all joining on this conversation. So, Aaliyah, I don't... I never really got to feel what everybody else felt when they would talk about how, and I'm getting emotional even talking about it, how they would be like, um, oh, you know, people won't support you when you finally make it. Like when you finally start doing it, like when you're talking about creating your business, everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, you should do it. You should do it. You know, we're all here for you. But the moment you finally start and you create what you've been talking about, all that support gone. You know, you're like, and y'all, she mentioned to me about my fan base. I say fan base. About but my followers on Twitter. And I have a lot of followers. And like before, you know, and I was tweeting about, y'all, I'm about to make a podcast. So I'm thinking about doing a YouTube channel, like hundreds of retweets. Do it, do it, do it. But when I finally created my YouTube channel, it was a big flop. Because I'm like, bro, where is the where's the love at that everybody was showing to me to do this? And when it came to the podcast, it was like, everybody's like, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it. You know, we're here for you. I create this podcast and it's like everybody who told me to do it, they're not even listening. They're not supporting it. They won't retweet it. And it's like, now I see how these black businesses feel on Twitter when people are creating these these amazing products and these videos and these podcasts and these businesses and all these things that people are doing. And they're like, you know, it's crazy how your own friends can't even retweet your stuff. It's crazy how, how you got to send it to your friends for them to send, for them to do stuff for you. You know? Oh, yeah. And I'm thankful for my friends, you know, who I don't have to do that for. You know, they do it anyway. My friends support me regardless. You support me. Jane supports me. OJ supports me. Akira supports me. Tot supports me. My family supports me. But it's like all these people who's outside of that who said, did you know that, you know, um, we're here for you. We want to support this. We want to support that. But where's that love? And I got some friends that that won't support me. And I'm sending it to these people for them to retweet it. And they won't even retweet it. But when they get their business started up, you know, you know, the folk want me to retweet it. Mm-hmm. Like, that that bothers me. Because it's like, if the roles were reversed, I'm retweeting your stuff. I, I say this all the time, jokingly, but in a serious manner. I'm going to say this again. When I see my friends' photos or tweets pop up on Twitter before it even loads, I'm double tapping it or I'm going to like it because that's my friend and I'm going to support you regardless. But it's like, where's the love when the shoe's on the opposite foot? You know? Yeah. Um, to piggyback off of that, um, I just thought about three different things that... Um, that came to mind when it comes to support. Um, the first thing that I thought about was jealousy. Um, people don't want to see you <laughs> grind because they are not grinding their own selves. And um, it, as sad as that may seem, 
but that's how people are. People are human. People do those certain things because they want to be in the same place that you are, and they feel like, okay, well, I want to be that person. I want to, be, but I want people to support me first. So then that forces them. Well, I'm not going to support this person because I want to support them first. But it 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 it's not that that's not the way that it's supposed to work. And then also on top of that, you got those people who are your true friends versus your false friends. If they were your true friends, they would support you. It wouldn't be no type of jealousy. It wouldn't be no type of um, ignorance or any bitterness towards you. It would have been like, hey, this is my friend. This is my true friend. He supports me. He loves me. He wants to help me out. He wants me to, I mean, he wants to help me. He wants me to help me be successful. You know, all of that. If that was your true friend, they would support you. But there are people who are jealous. There are people that are not your friend at all. And then there are also those type of people that are just being on on social media to just say, hey, I just want to be on social media because I just want to be nosy. I just want to know what's going on in everybody else's life. I don't want to post nothing about myself. It's like, I want to see how this podcast is going for him. I want to see how her clothing line is going. I want to see how his cologne business is working out. I want to see how this is working out in that person's life. And it's like, dang. Yep. And that's all they want to do. They just want to be nosy. They just want to see like, oh, is this working out? Oh, I'm not going to try it yet because I want to see what everybody else thinks first. And people really are like that. People are the type of people that want to see what other opinions are. They care about other people's opinions other than their own self. I and hate that. that. Could be a blockage from being your true friend. And that can also be a blockage from actually the people who are trying to be jealous of what you are creating. But when we really sit back and think about it, and I got to go ahead and talk about my God, because he's an amazing God. Okay. Why are we worried so much about other people's opinions? If this is something that God told me to do, if this is something that God has been encouraging me to do, to be able to speak about these things, to talk to other people, to reach certain people about things that, you know, that are not talked about on social media, that are not talked about, um, you know, just in on a day-to-day basis. If that's what my job is, I'm going to continue to keep doing that. And you know and, what? You I didn't mean to cut you off, but, you know, you're speaking facts. And when I started yeah. this podcast, I said to God, because you know how we are, and I, like I told y'all, you know, when I talk to my friends, everything always leads back to Christ because I don't, you know, you find friends that are like you. And, yeah. you know, if you love something, most of your friends, not most, your friends are going to find a common interest in what you love because that's what friends, you know, that's how you find friends. So all my fans, all my friends, we all have God in common. But that's real because when I first started this podcast, I said, God, I'm not doing it for the retweets. I'm not doing it to be famous. I'm doing this for you. And it's like, I am doing it for him. But it's like, I'm getting to a point now where it's like, I'm about to start preaching. Go ahead now. I'm getting to a point now where it's like, I'm starting to, this is giving me motivation, y'all. Let me just go ahead and get this out. I'm starting okay. to sit up here and fall into the mindset of how the people of the world feel you know i'm starting to build i'm trying to build a temple for myself so i can get elevated and get the recognition of the world when in reality the only person i should be seeking recognition from is god amen so why am i sitting up here worried about retweets and likes when this is not for the people of the world this is for god amen 
If you want to tune in, you can tune in, but this is about Jesus. Exactly. But see, that's what happens. As humans, that's what we do. But it's like, where is the love? Where is the love? Yeah, but... Like I said, we're human. We we make mistakes, and we know that God died on the cross for our sins. So we just gonna keep making the same mistakes all over and over and over again, and don't give the real one the appreciation as the reason why that we can make those those mistakes over and over again. But I've always said, and I and this is the reason. Why, this is straight facts. You gotta learn how to find peace in everything that you do. And you got to learn to be positive in every single thing that you do. I know sometimes things may not necessarily work out or you feel like people are not supporting you. People are not your friends. People are not there for you. But as long as you got who? God. Can I be transparent? Unless we're going to jump around a little bit. Mm -hmm. These past few weeks, Aaliyah, I have just been... I feel like every day I have been battling with my flesh. I hear you. And I'm not talking sexually. I'm not talking, you know, anything that a lot of people are probably thinking. But I'm talking along the lines of, I know my walk with Christ is stable outside my workplace. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me. I'm just getting so emotional thinking about this because I went to church for the first time right. last week. And the mm-hmm. pastor preached on, he talked about the Holy Spirit and how you have to allow the Holy Spirit to be with you wherever you go. And the yep. sermon he preached about was literally talked about having the Holy Spirit with you in the workplace. Yep. And it's like in the workplace... Everybody at your job don't serve God. And you know, in the type of world that we live in, you're not allowed to, you know, how to, I don't know how to put, you know how, you know how religion is, how religion is in the workplace. It's it's mm-hmm. not, you know, even, it's stripped out. They're yeah. not going to get on the intercom like, hey guys, let's have a moment of silence. Let's pray. We, we uh-uh. America's gotten rid of that. You know, mm-hmm. to be a, a, a country that is, that you have freedom of religion, we can't even have freedom of religion in our workplace. Yep, that's true. You know, but moving forward, I just, I, I, I had so many questions in my past. At the end of it, he said, does anybody have any questions? And I didn't even say anything. And he was like, I know somebody out there in the audience has a question. It was me. Yep. And I'm like, how do you keep... How do you stay in the will of God in your workplace? And that's where I'm I'm kind of struggling right now. And it's a flesh, a flesh versus spirit fight for me because everybody at my job, you know, people use profanity, people talk about all types of crazy things. And you know, sometimes as sinners, because of course we were born in sin, you know, you fall right. into these things of the world. You know, sometimes I find myself slipping up cussing a lot at work, and I'm like, wait a minute. This ain't even me saying words that I don't even use like that. I'm like, this ain't me. And not even things like that, but it's just like, it's it's hard for me to stay grounded because it's like, here I am with this mindset again, going back, preaching to myself where I want the world to see me. I want the world to see me as this person who, who sees, who has, what am I trying to say? I want people to see Christ before they see me. Yep. 
And like one of the girls at my job, I call her my work mom. Mm-hmm. She said, she said, Desi, that's what she calls me. Y'all ain't gonna don't don't be all right. <laughs> she said, Desi, listen. She said, you gotta understand that everybody don't know who Christ is. She said, so everybody's not gonna see Christ in you. She said, but people will see that you're different. And she said, and when they see that you're different, that's okay. She said, because your difference will begin to rub off. And the more you start talking about Christ, the more they'll want to follow this Christ that you talk about. Mm -hmm. She said, so stop trying to push everybody and to persuade everybody to see this Christ in you. All they need to know is that you're different and that you're not like everybody else. And that's all that matters. And that's, that's the hard thing to understand because it's like, I want to please God. I want I want everybody to know that I'm pleasing God, but that's where I'm failing. Everybody don't need to know that you're pleasing God. Everybody don't need to know what you got going on. That's between you and God. But if you walk by faith, you live by faith, and you follow the will of God like you say that you do, stop preaching to Desmond and walk by it. You were asking everybody, you're trying to get all of this, this, um... What am I saying? You're trying to get all of this acceptance from the people of the world and for everybody to see you as this person who loves God. What's un- what is that saying that they say? Um, what's something doesn't need to be understood? How does that go? I can't remember. Um, God. It, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is that? What is it? What is it? Y'all know the saying. What is that? Yeah. I'm going to say this all wrong, but something like what's understood don't need to be explained. Something like that. Something like that. But it's like, you ain't got to say it. You know, if you living by Christ and you know you living by Christ, you ain't got to tell everybody, hey, I'm a Jesus freak. Hey, you know, hey, I'm a lover of God. Hey, just so you know, I'm a, I'm a Jesus pleaser. You ain't yep. got to say all that. You just got to be yourself. And people realize, oh, he's different. And like, even at my workplace, people's like, you know what? I can't put my finger on it. They'll say this to me. I can't put my finger on it, Des, but something about you is different. I say this all the time. When I first started, my manager did not care for me. When I say my manager, I mean my hub manager. Like the dude who owns the, the building. I don't care what nobody say. That man didn't care for me. When I would leave out, you know me, I'm a speak. I speak to everybody. When I leave, I right, y'all, I'm out. Yep. He wouldn't speak. When I would see him, like, what's good? He wouldn't talk to me. And I would be like, dang, he don't like me. But I just kept, and here I am speaking over myself again. I just yep. kept following God. I just kept being me. I just kept being me, the different person that I am. Mm-hmm. The Christ in me. And I tell you no lie, he will go out of his way to speak to me now. He will hold, I, he will, I, He's literally walked with me to the door and had carried a conversation. I saw him through a window. He came out. What's good, Des? And, like, that makes me feel good because it's like people can see that I'm different. You can see okay. that I'm not like everybody else. But the mm-hmm. thing was with me is that I'm trying to rush the process. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make myself a name right when I got into the door. And God's like, be patient. Don't get up in people's faces. You know, Jesus didn't have to say, hey, I'm Jesus. People knew who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. people didn't have to say, oh, he's of God. They just knew that Jesus was different. You know what I'm saying? When Jesus walked into the room, they may not have known that his name was Jesus, but they knew he was different. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Desmond, stop trying to go out here and be this person that you already are. 
Stop throwing yourself at everybody. Be you. Be the humble you. And one one of the managers came up to me. He said, he said, I really like you. And he was like, you know, you're so quiet. And they, I ain't going to boost myself up, but I say this with humility. I'm the best manager, best manager at that job because my paperwork is clean. Everything I do is done. Like, it's, it's done. Like, I do everything to the T. To the point where, like, when I turn in my equipment, I got pictures. If my equipment goes missing with this, uh-uh. When I turn it in, at this time, my phone says that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he came up to me. He said, you're the best manager of this job. I said, no, I'm not. He said, no, and you don't even see it. He said, you are. He said, and what I like about you is that you're so quiet. He said, when you mm-hmm. walk in a room, you don't have to be loud. He said, your presence speaks for itself. He said, you're very humble. And I said, yep. thank you. I appreciate that. And Blondie has said, I'm saying her name. That's my work mom. Her name is Blondie. Blondie said the same mm-hmm. thing to me. She said, you're very humble. She said, you don't have to be loud when you come into a room. She said, when you walk in, your presence makes it known. People will speak to you. She said, you're so kind. But my, but it was like for me, and I'm going back to this podcast, you know, I want everybody to see what God has done. And I'm trying to force everybody to, hey, listen in so we can talk about Jesus. But it's like, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't bust into the place and say, hi, I'm Jesus. Let me heal your feet. Hi, I'm Jesus. Let me change prostitutes into first ladies. Hey, I'm Jesus. Let me do this, that, and the third. He walked in and did what he normally do. Yep. He healed the people. He prayed for the people. Mm-hmm. Jesus was being Jesus. Yep. And if I'm a product of Jesus... Jesus didn't go out and scream, hey, you know, I, I got to do what I normally do. If I'm, a, if I'm a person of Christ, then act in Christ, but don't be, uh, I don't know the word, the opposite of humble, but don't be crazy. Yep. Be humble about That's it. True. And it, it. But it just bothers me because, you know, we live in a world of sin, and this is what my podcast is all about, transparency, because we all go through this. We live in a world of sin, and it's, 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 it's hard, you know, being, it's hard trying to just, live in this world but also try to please God at the same time because it's like yo the enemy will literally tell you this is what you're supposed to do that praying in tongues is a real thing and I'm not saying everybody has the gift of speaking in tongues but when you speak and when you talk to God and the enemy cannot hear you it's amazing because even when you're out places and you could be praying out loud and you never know the person behind you could be praying against everything you're saying. God, I pray that you heal my body. God, I pray that you kill that person. Like people say all types of crazy things. Yep, that's charity. That's why you got to be careful when you say, hey, can you pray for me? Hey, can you pray for me? Everybody don't need to be praying for you. Because... You don't know what that person could be. They could be, but then the Bible also talks about how not to, I don't know the specific thing, but basically it talks about how not to come for God's people. You know, you can't come for a Christian and not expect for God to come after you. Like, this is my, this is my seed. The enemy, you will, you never prosper. Like the Bible says that no enemy formed against me shall ever prosper. It speaks for itself. If I'm a child of God, there is no enemy. There's yep. nothing that could come against me and prosper. You won't win. You might win the battle, but I'm going to still walk away with the victory because I have Jesus. But 
Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, it's so hard living in this world. I know, but think about it. You you know um, when you go to the mall and you got those people that's in the middle, and they always trying to you know sell you this. They want you to be a part of this. Oh, if I do this on your hand, will you buy my product? Or if I try this, will you buy my product? You know those people in the mall. Yeah, don't we all? But when we sit back and really think about it, if your product is naturally that good, you ain't got to do all that. that. Nothing. What you got to beg for? If your product is that good, what do you have to beg for? So when you really talk about how uh, you want people to be followers of Christ, you want people to be involved in church, you got to think about it in in different aspects. Some people don't want to hear it every single day. Every single minute, every single time that, oh, I need to be Christian. Oh, I need to do this. Sometimes it you have to be patient and allow God to sit there and have that conversation with them and allow them, allow God to sit there and say, hey, I want to, I want you to come and make, let them make that decision. Right. Everybody's human. Right. Everybody's human. I mean, you got to give that time. Like, people are not going to follow you all gate. Right? And I, we, we, we talked about how people may not follow you, people may not support you because um, they don't want to. And it may be true. They may not want to support you because they may not know Christ like you do. Or they may know Christ, but they may not know him like you do. Ah. And, and it leads to perspectives, perceptions of how people view things about what they have experienced in life themselves. And once they, and, and it's, you can sit there and tell a person, hey, you need to believe in Christ. You need to believe in Christ. You need to go to Christ. You need to do this. They don't want to hear it all the time. I know I don't. That's to be why, honest, thank God I'm a Christian. That's why we as believers, we have to learn how to be like Jesus and how Jesus wasn't, Jesus didn't stay in the church and preach all day. He had to go out to the people. And sometimes you got to go out to the world and not be churchy, but be yourself. And people are like, oh, you a different type of person. You're nice. I like that. What's your name again? And what's this that you do? I bet. People clothing lines. Like like you said, um, let's do homecoming, for example. We talked about homecoming. You go to the homecoming games. Everybody's not out there. Hey, buy my shirt. Buy my shirt. You walk by mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's a nice shirt. They don't have to yeah. throw it out and throw it in your face. They just set up a little table. If you would like to buy a shirt, you can buy a shirt. We'll hang it up so you can see it. Exactly. But that's all we can do. Yeah, that's it. It's real, let people, bro. Let people have their own opinions about certain things. Because like I've always said, and I keep saying this. You are not God. Ain't nobody on this earth is God. Mm-mm. We are not God. We cannot judge people on how they feel. Everybody is entitled to an opinion. That's the way that we were created. That's the way that God created us. Ain't none of us God. We're not supposed to judge anybody on the decisions that they make. Mm-mm. We're just not. And I think once people realize that, I don't, I'm not going to be judging people on how they did. The one thing I could, uh, let me sidetrack real quick with my grandma. She is who she is. 
she is the person that has gotten maybe 50 more people to our church. She don't beg them people at all. Hey, you should come to church or every day or anything like that. Her thing is, I'm going to tell you what God has done for me. I'm going to tell you about my God. And you make that decision for yourself. And they come because she has a good spirit. Mm-hmm. Because it's a she transparent is different, soul. Like you, said. you know what's funny? I've had so many people tell me this. Mm-hmm. And I still don't believe it to this day. I had somebody tell me, I spoke to this girl one day. Yep. She was one of the, when she told me this, this is when I realized, okay, maybe this is true. I went to, I, I never hung out with this girl before, but I knew she knew Jesus. Her name was yep. Erica. She did my church hurt episode. When we first got in the car, we were talking. I had to warm it up, you know, get right, have a conversation. And she said, you know what? She said, the vibe I get from you, you make me feel like I've known you my entire life. And this is the first time we've hung out outside of FedEx. And that was not the first time that somebody told me that. Yep. But I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just down to earth. I'm like, I'm just real chill. Like, you can talk to me about anything. Look, I done been there, done it. I'd be very transparent. I already done been there. Well, I don't think you might know, but I smoke. Look, been there too. I smoke. I've drunk. I mean, we've all done it. And for somebody to sit up here and say, well, I ain't never done that, you know, that ain't me, bro. Yeah. But what you sitting there saying right now about how you don't believe or how you don't feel like this is true or how much you want this or how much that desire is that you want people to like your stuff, you want people... What you're talking about right now and how you're feeling as of right now as Desmond R. Adams, this is the perspective, I mean, perspective that people look at you. People know mm-hmm. that you're a good soul. People, it's the energy, it's the vibe that, that, it's people, the vibe come, for that me. people understand that. And you may not necessarily believe it, but hey, that's Desmond's perspective. That's how Desmond believes things. But the fact that everybody else around you is considering, hey, I might give my life to Christ today because Desmond has this vibe. Or, hey, I might come to church with Desmond. That's all that matters. Even if you don't believe it in yourself, you speak on it right now, and you're always going to speak on it. And people are always going to tell you the same thing. They're always going to say, well, Desmond has a good soul. Desmond has good vibes. Desmond this, Desmond that. You may not believe it yourself, but God is working that whole circle all around Desmond, and he's pleased with what you're doing. And I know it may be stressful at times because you may feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do because I really want people to be involved. Hey, that's everybody. Everybody, everybody as far as a Christian who believes in God, they want to be more like God. They want to be the person that resembles God in every single way. I'm guaranteed this now. We ain't never gonna be like God. Mm-hmm. We can strive to be as perfect as we see Him, but we're never going to ever be that way. So we gotta be not only complacent, still grow, but we gotta accept the fact that whatever we're doing right now, the fact that people coming around me saying, "Oh, well, Aaliyah, you got a good vibe," or "Aaliyah, you talk about God a lot." Even if I talk about him a lot and they notice that, that's more than enough for me. More than enough. It's simple things. And I've always said that. It's simple things that matter. It may be something you say. It may be something that you do. 
it may be the fact that your body is warm and somebody need to come up to you and hug you and feel warm themselves because they cold it's the simple stuff that matters and you gotta learn how to appreciate that and that's why i've always said to you and i've said this to a lot of people and a lot of my friends find the best in every single obstacle situation failure confusion um uh, disrespect whatever it is anything that you feel like is a failure in your life find the best of it the fact that people are coming around desmond r adams great thing you're doing something right and continue to do that even if you're drinking smoking or you're doing something that is not of god hey it does not endure don't let it endure for a night move on repent accept that this happened repent move on now if you continue to keep making the same mistakes over and over again and i saw this on love thy neighbor and Medea said it it's a difference by making the mistake one time versus to continue to keep making the same mistake mm-hmm. if you made a mistake why in the world is god dying on the cross for our sins you made one mistake now if you continue to keep doing it that's a whole other different story we know you trying to get your life right. God knows your mind. God knows your heart. And that's all that matters. Say if that again. That, huh? Say that again. If God knows your Back heart. Up. The difference between. Um, oh, mistake. One yeah. mistake and multiple mistakes. Mm-hmm. One mistake. Hey, endure for endure it for a night. Get up the next day and say, God. <laughs> I made this mistake, I repent, I accept it, and move on. Mm-hmm. And do whatever you can to make it better. But if you keep getting up every single day... What's the point of Jesus better? dying for your sins if you're going to continue to do the same thing? Exactly. Come on here. If you're going to keep continue to do it, hey, that's something that you got to worry about. But I made this one mistake. God died on the cross for my sins, and I hate to keep saying that because he didn't have to do that, but he did. There's a reason as to why he did that, but your mindset is every single time you make a mistake, whether, um, you know, just anytime you make a mistake and it's just one time, hey, I made a mistake, God, I'm repenting, I ain't gonna do it no more. Okay, if you ain't gonna do it no more, make the steps to not do it no more. You may do it again, but still make the steps to say that I'm still growing. He knows your heart. Because it's like, like, you know, you're not perfect. So it's like when you pray, like, you know, God, I see sometimes. Okay. I don't know if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you know, we, we, we both ain't pastors, but sometimes we'll pray to God. I'm like, God, this is my last time doing this. God, please. I don't ever want to do this again. We find ourselves doing it again. We start beating ourselves up. Y'all don't beat yourselves up. Because you're not perfect. And you have to understand that habits take time to break. And, you know, for some people who are like, I hear a lot of the people in the church. I'm not. But a lot of people in the church be like, oh, I was addicted to porn. And they're like, well, it took me a while to stop. You know, it's not. And, you know, with things like that. And like for me, it wasn't porn. It was like alcohol. Like when I was a freshman. I would take alcohol like it was water. And people would be like, Desmond, you don't drink. Stop. 
If you knew me my freshman year, you knew I would take, if you gave me a cup of alcohol, I would drink it like it was water. And they were like, Desmond, don't drink it. So sad. I would just be the first one blacked out. But not really blacked out, but more of that was just like, it took time. I would say, God, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this again. And look at me now. Yeah. You could offer me some alcohol. I'm good. Are you a punk? Yeah. Yes, I am. I ain't doing it. Like, I don't, I'll sip it. But it, and it's it's not like, oh, I'll fall back to my old ways. It's just that yeah. I don't have a desire for it no more. Mm. It has no use in my life. Yep. You know, it. I felt like alcohol gave me a reason to go to parties. It's like once I stopped drinking, I stopped partying. Yep. So you mean to tell me that the only time that I was going to parties is because I was drunk? Because I was out of my physical spirit, I guess you could say? Yeah. yeah. I was literally acting in my flesh? Yeah. But when I started acting, when I stopped drinking... And decided mm-hmm. not to do that anymore. I literally, I, I, the other day I was at my best friend's place and he was like, oh, it's deep over here. There's a lot of people. You know, it was a, it was a nice little kickback they had. The lights went out. Music started playing. I right. said, I'm out. He said, you leaving? You ain't going? I don't do parties. Yeah. Parties ain't for me. I have no desire to be here. Now, had it been freshman year, you got a bottle? Yep. But it's like, if you got to turn to an alternative just to have fun, that's not a Christ. You feel me? If you got to have something that'll take you out of your your mind, your physical mindset, that ain't. Yeah. That ain't. Prime example. Let me talk about my overweight individuals (laughs) that Uh feel no no type of confidence in themselves. Okay, so you got these habits. And I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead and say that it's true. I got these habits where I just eat meat all day and gain so much weight all single day this entire pandemic. But I had to realize within myself, I got to get some meat and I got to get some vegetables. Did I sit there and change who I am? No. I'm comfortable with who I am. I know that I'm overweight. and so like, But think about how hard it is for somebody who's overweight that's had these doggone habits, how hard it is to sit there and try to get down to from 300 pounds to 180 pounds, and they got to change everything about themselves. It's the same situation. Like, it's the same thing. But like I said, baby steps. It takes time to get to where you need to be. As long as you're showing growth, that's all that matters. As long as Aaliyah's getting on that scale and she sees that her weight is going down, even if I have a cheat day and I want some buffalo oil wings, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm still showing growth. I'm going to come back the next day and I say, okay, I need to go my vegetables. I need to do this. There's nothing wrong with having one day, one cheat day in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not purpose. It may not be purposely, but it may be something that just accidentally happens. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But that's the whole point of us being human. We do those things. But as long as we're showing types of growth, I think that's the main thing that God actually wants to see within us. You know, and when I think you it's so important. When you mention how it takes growth. I just think about when Bishop T.D. Jakes came to A&T and he said, you know, we expect things 
to happen like our phones. Mm-hmm. When I hit the power button, I know my phone's going to come on. When that face recognition unlocks, I know my home screen's going to come up. Yep. When I click my messages, my messages are coming up. Mm-hmm. When I say call so-and-so, it's going to call so-and-so. Yep. But life don't work like that. Nope. You sure know, don't. sometimes we have these expectations like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this today. And one little thing throws your day off. I'm going to wear this today. And you walk outside your door and it's raining. Now you got to change your entire outfit. Yep. Or you think to yourself, I'm going I'm to have a great day tomorrow. And then you get a phone call that morning that disrupts your spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and to my non-believers, not even disrupts your spirit. But it, it throws off your whole mindset. throws off your entire day and it gets you angry. Yeah. And that's why I said you're, you can't sit there and have, it's just like a relationship. You can't have high expectations for your significant other. You don't know what they've been through. You don't even know them. Okay? You don't know that, that side of them. You don't know everything. And I don't think you're really going to know everything about a person in the first place. There's just infinitely many things that a person goes through that you didn't go through that they still experience that you never going to know about. But it's just like... Stop having these high expectations. Learn how to, like I've always said, learn how to be positive through stuff that you know or stuff that you never expected to happen. Hey, I didn't never, I, I, I didn't expect COVID to happen. None of us expected COVID to happen. We did. Mm-hmm. But you got to learn how to make the best of it. Church didn't have stopped because COVID came in and did what it did. We still have a church. Even if we got to make those modifications, mm-hmm. it's not 100% where we're supposed to be. But, hey, we still recording. We still posting stuff on Sunday to make sure the people of God have a word, have a message and whatnot. You still got to keep pushing. You can't just stop and get depressed and get mad and angry because something didn't go your way. Hey, that's life. That's what we all go through. That's obstacles. Hey, whatever. <laughs> hey, I didn't get paid this month. Okay. So what you gonna do about it? You gonna sit there and be in the house and be depressed and sit there and cry and boo and all that stuff for the entire month until you get paid the next month? You gonna make your life miserable all the way to the time you get paid. What sense does that make? Instead of saying, hey, God done worked it out. Okay, let me live my life. Let me go out here and have me some fun, be around some family members, get me some food in my system because we all like food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know some of us like wine. I mean, even though if that's... Okay. I wouldn't even say that's an escape goat. But be around some family members. Hang out. Be calm. Watch some TV. Be at the house. Wrap yourself up in the blanket. Turn the air conditioner up. Turn the heat on. Whatever you got to do. Be complacent with wherever God is showing you or whatever God has put you in. If you ain't got the money to pay the bills, find a way. You said be complacent, be what? Be complacent with wherever God is, is, I guess, is trying to show you or wherever God has put you in the, in, in the place that he wants you to be. So when I say be complacent, I'm saying be positive. Literally, y'all be complacent with where you are in your life. Don't be satisfied with where you are. and, And there's a difference between being complacent and being comfortable. Oh, yeah. Be satisfied with your achievements, okay? okay? Look back and be thankful for how how far you've come, but don't be comfortable 
in your position. You know, sometimes exactly. we'll get this great job and we'll be like, you know what, God, this is, I'm good. I'm great. Mm -hmm. And we no longer need God. And now you done got too comfortable in your situation. Now things are happening. You need God again. Don't be complacent in your situations, you know. Well, well don't be comfortable in your situations, but be complacent. It's okay to be satisfied with your achievements. And even if it's small achievements, even if, you know, you're somebody out there that's struggling and you lost your job and the only job that you was able to land is a job at Target. And that ain't of you. And you worked at a Fortune 500 company. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And you find Let yourself working at a place like, uh, huh? I forget this thought. Go ahead. Okay. Let me pick it back off of that. A lot of people, and I've realized this in the past couple of weeks, a lot of people are very complacent with where they're at, but they're not really ready to grow like they're supposed to be growing. Mm. And when they get complacent, they say, oh, I'm okay. And then they don't want to move. They don't, when God says move, That's they don't want to move. They get too comfortable. Oh, yeah. They get way too comfortable. Like, and um, my um, my mom, she talked about this in, in one of our rehearsals. She talked about how God, how God had been telling her, y'all need to downsize. Y'all need to downsize. Y'all need to downsize. And she didn't listen. So what happened was God made a way. He struck that house down with lightning, almost attacked my brother at the time being. Because she wouldn't move. So mm. God is going to always find a way to get you to move. So when that happened, they had to move. They didn't have no choice. And that's why I said, stop being so complacent with where you're at. You cannot be comfortable with everything that you do or everything that God is showing you. You're going to be uncomfortable. So you're what you're saying you're is, stop being so comfortable with yes. where you're at. Exactly. Learn to be complacent. Learn to have. Learn to be satisfied with your achievements, but always know that there's room for improvement and growth. If you are uncomfortable, that's you a good are thing. Growing. Ah. If you are comfortable, you're not growing because you're being complacent with where you're at. That is so weird, and it's a, a weird phrase, and it's a weird term. But if you are uncomfortable, you're growing. If you comfortable, then you ain't doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. Mm. You're not doing anything. You're not moving in the direction that you that you're supposed to be. Oh, God, show me this. Okay, I'm good. But God keep knocking on your door, saying, "Hey, you need to do this. Now it's time for you to do this. You don't master this. Move on to this. Oh, so you won't move? But you're okay, too comfortable." But you're too comfortable with where you are. So you start ignoring the signs that God is giving you. And then when yep. you finally get to the point where you're irritated with being so comfortable and everything around you is so competitive and not competitive, everything around you is so repetitive and you're not getting nowhere and everybody's getting on your nerves and you're like, God, I won't change. I won't change. And God's like, I've been Ooh. trying to promote change in your life the entire time, but you are mm. too comfortable with where you are. Mm, 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 mm. You better preach it. I'm trying to tell you. Mm. Preach it now. That is so, 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 so true. If it you're just, uncomfortable, then you're growing. Exactly. Exactly, 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 exactly. And if you're uncomfortable, what's going to happen is when you get comfortable, This is, and this is one thing I've learned.
when you get comfortable and God has provided you vessels in your circle that are always trying to help you grow or to try to get you into an uncomfortable state, anger starts to build up. You start getting mad. You start getting jealous. You don't want to accept anything. And then when you do that, then you go into a state of depression and then you're really not growing. And then you just put your whole, you just put yourself a whole step backwards because of the fact that you're not appreciative of the people that God placed in your life. But depression is real. Can we talk about it? It is. It's very, very real. <sighs> I'm telling you. But I feel you. like sometimes, and I'm not speaking for everything, I feel like some people really put themselves in a depression state because they don't realize that realize how much they're capable of i listened to the song on rich tober's album it says i'm alive i'm alive i'm alive i'm alive and this is not an accident i'm alive because there's more when i heard that i was like hmm I'm alive for a reason. No matter if I'm comfortable where I'm at, I'm alive for a reason. Why am I depressed? Why did I put myself in that situation? I'm alive. There's more. This is not an accident. This is not a mistake. This is what God has been planning for my life ever since I was even created, way before I was even born. I want to say this. Mm. And then we're going to cut, we're going to come to an end. Amen. Sorry, I was getting into it. No, because what you said literally brought the closure to this. When you guys have hit rock bottom, it's okay to go down. Because sometimes in life, you go down. Yep. Because everything will never be perfect. But you got to understand that life is a roller coaster. Like Jonathan McReynolds' song called Roller Coasters on his album, Make Room. And if you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to that album. It'll lift your spirit. But I want you guys to understand something. When you've hit rock bottom, understand that when you've hit rock bottom, you've hit the rock. And if you know anything about Jesus, Jesus is the rock. So once you hit rock bottom and you've hit that rock, you've hit Jesus. But what you also have to understand is that when you hit rock bottom, there's only one place to go and that's up. And sometimes when you hit rock bottom, you might be landing on your back. You might be on your knees. You might be on your stomach. You might be on your side. But by you moving, by you waking up every day, by you standing up, by you speaking words over yourself, by you speaking in general, you're slowly elevating yourself up. So for anybody who's gotten to the end of this podcast episode, I just want to say to you that you ain't the only person in this world who's gone through something. Yeah. But I'm going to say this right here. You can't go through things in your life alone. And I know a lot of times we pay attention to these zodiac signs and they were like, oh, well, my zodiac sign says that I'm this type of person. And you know, some people are like, I don't need nobody in my life. I can do this by myself. You can't get through life by yourself. Nope. No matter how many people say, well, I did it. No, you didn't. Because it was somebody rooting for you in that corner. Yep. That one best friend you have, that dog that you got. 
You know, some people, the only person they got in their life is that dog. But if you got to live and die for that dog and you got to wake up every day for that dog, then you do that. But don't allow yourself to fall into a state of depression and you feel like you have nobody because there is somebody you can call on. I'm not going to tell you to call on God. Exactly. But if you want somebody to call on, I will suggest that you can try my God. Hey, try Jesus. Because like the Clark sisters, like Maddie Moss Clark wrote that song and the Clark sisters said, I tried him and I know him and I found him to be a friend. You ain't got to go after him. You ain't got to chase him. Just try him. Amen. That's all I got. That's all it all it takes. That's, That's it, y'all. All it takes. That's it. Y'all, we out. Transparency is key.